This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com hello and welcome to the Lobe strangers a swindon town fan podcast with me rich pullen rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside beautiful play that is that what a good shot Hello, it's Rich here. Well, the sun is shining, the cricket season is upon us, and the Low Strangers podcast is taking a summer break from the somewhat intense business of creating episodes on a weekly basis. The ex-player interviews, the season analysis, the My Elevens, and whatever else may emerge shall resume for the new season from about late July onwards. However, to show my appreciation to you for downloading and to prevent the Low Strangers from losing its place within your podcast schedule, episodes of the Ooh! Sean Trivia Quiz shall be released every Monday morning. Until then, let us stress about the lack of transfer activity and conceding silly goals to non-league opposition in pre-season friendlies. I hope you're all having a great summer. Anyway, it's time to sound the hooter for the Low Strangers podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Low Strangers Quiz, Ooh, Sean Trivia. My guest for this episode is Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, Rich. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm very, very well, thank you. So, firstly, how long have you supported town for? Um, probably about 11 years, so since the 2006-07 season. Oh, promotion season, lovely. Okay, and what was your first game? I can't specifically remember the first game, but I remember my first away game was... Um, 
Barnett away in the um, FA Cup. I think it was a, was it a third round replay. Was that the penalty shootout. Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty sure um, Billy Payne to hit one um, over the ground. I'm pretty sure. I think we missed every single penalty, so pretty much a way to go. Um, following the rest of Swindon, really. Um, what you mean to go on, really? <laughs> and what about the best game you've been to, or games that you've been to? It's quite a few. I'd probably say um, Northampton away, um, 809, Coxie Hackstrick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's always forefront of my mind my favorite ever game so lovely and final question before we get going with the real quiz who are your town heroes i don't base this on quality of player probably rafael rossi branco based purely on excellent heading ability um he couldn't defend and he's brazilian and yeah he gave everything for the shirt so yeah fans favorite for me the format is quite simple. My guest, in this case, Joe, has to answer 60 questions on Swindon Town Football Club. These questions are over three different rounds. The subjects of these rounds are chosen by the guest in advance. They have six seconds to answer each question. Six after Sean Taylor's squad number when he was at Swindon. If they cannot answer, then I move on to the next question. And so... You guys listening can play along. We go through the answers after each round. Is that clear? It sounds clear. Are you ready, Joe? I'm very ready. Then we start with round one. And your first round is the Anglo-Italian <laughs> Cup. Question one. What was the final score in the first leg of the 1969 Anglo-Italian Cup Winners' Cup clash with Roma? Um, was it 1-0? Question two. Who scored a hat-trick for Swindon in the second leg? Um, Arthur Horsfield. Question three. Who was a product of Town's youth system who played one of their eight senior games for Swindon in the 4-0 win over Roma? Question four. Which future Italian international played for Roma in both legs and went on to manage AC Milan to Champions League glory in 1994? Uh, Fabio Capello. Question 5. During the 1970 Anglo-Italian Cup competition, Town recorded a 4-0 home win against which giant of Italian football? Uh, Juventus. Question 6. Town played five games in the 1970 competition. Who were the only team to beat Swindon? Napoli. Question seven. Who scored a brace for Swindon in the final against Napoli? Was it Peter Noble? Question eight. In what minute did the referee abandon the final due to crowd trouble? got two minutes in my head is it the 79th minute question nine name one of the two italian sides that were town's opposition during the 1971 competition uh bologna question 10 which sampdoria legend experienced a 4-1 loss at the county ground and would later manage italy to world cup glory in 2006 Unsure Giovanni Trapattoni. Question 11. Question 11. 
Between 1976 and 1986, the Anglo-Italian Cup became a semi-professional competition. In what year did the competition once again involve football league clubs, including Swindon Town? Uh, 1992. Question 12. In October 1992, which teenager scored their one and only goal for Swindon Town on their debut during the 3-1 Anglo-Italian Cup qualifying victory over Oxford United at the Manor Ground. Goodness. Um, pass. Question 13. Another debutant from that win against Oxford United would later become a regular during Town's 1995-96 Division 2 Championship winning campaign before leaving for Plymouth Argyle in 1997. He eventually ended his career in Australia. Can you name that player? Uh, shot in the dark, really. Paul Rideout? Question 14. Swindon were knocked out of the 1992-93 Anglo-Italian Cup qualifiers after Marcus Gale and Kevin Godfrey secured a 2-1 victory for which London side? Brentford. Question 15. Which tough tackling former FA Cup winning captain played every minute of Swindon's 1994-95 Anglo-Italian Cup campaign? Uh, Sean Taylor. Question 16. Which legendary Uruguayan centre-back, who would go on to win four Serie A titles with Juventus, played for Atalanta against Swindon at the county ground in August 1994? Uh, pass on that one. Question 17. Against which Italian club does Swindon achieve their only victory during the 1994-95 campaign? Was it... Is uh, it but, uh, Barry? Question 18. The game in question finished 3-1 to Swindon. Which town centre-forward scored a brace that evening? I'm going to go for Duncan Shearer. Question 19. Who scored town's final ever Anglo-Italian Cup goal from the penalty spot in the 1994-3-1 loss at Ascoli? Paul Bowden. And question 20. Which future German international scored a hat-trick for Ascoli in the 3-1 win over Swindon and a couple years later scored both of Germany's goals in the final of Euro 96? Oh, goodness. Should know this one. Going to go for Rudi Voller. The top. Trying to turn his man. So that's the end of round one. Joe, how do you feel you did? Um, Not too great, but valiant effort for someone who wasn't born during that era, I think. It's a very brave round to start with as far as topics are concerned. (laughs) So let's go through the answers. Question one then. What was the final score in the first leg of the 1969 Anglo-Italian Cup Winners' Cup clash with Roma? You said 1-0. It was Roma 2, Swindon 1. Question 2. Who scored a hat-trick for Swindon in the second leg? You said Arthur Horsfield. It's correct. Yay. Question 3 was a tricky one. Who was a product of Town's youth system? 
and played one of their eight senior games for the club in the 4-1 win over Roma. It was Mick Blick. Never really got that. Question four. Which future Italian international played for Roma in both legs and went on to manage AC Milan to Champions League glory in 1994? You said Fabio Capello. It's correct. Question five. During the 1970 Anglo-Italian Cup competition, Tam recorded a 4-0 home win against which giant of Italian football? You said Juventus. It's correct. Sweet. Question six. Town played five games in the 1970 competition. Who were the only team to beat Swindon? You said... Uh, Was it Napoli? And you were correct. Question seven. Who scored a brace for Swindon in the final against Napoli? You said Peter Noble. And you were correct. Good. Question eight. In what minute did the referee abandon the final due to crowd trouble? You said you had two in mind. You went with the 79th. What was the other one? Uh, 80th minute. It didn't matter because it was the 79th. Good. Question nine. Name one of the two Italian sides that were town's opposition during the 1971 competition. You said Bologna. You were correct. It was Bologna or Sampdoria. Awesome. Question 10. Which Sampdoria legend experienced a 4-1 loss at the county ground and would later manage Italy to World Cup glory in 2006? It's a very roundabout way of saying who was the manager of Italy when they won the World Cup in 2006. Pretty much. (laughs) You said Trapattoni. It was Marcello Lippi. It was. It was. Question 11. Between 1976 and 1986, the Anglo-Italian Cup became a semi-professional competition. In what year did the competition once again involve football league clubs, including Swindon Town? You said 1992. It's correct. Question 12. In October 1992, which teenager scored their one and only goal for Swindon Town on their debut during the 3-1 Anglo-Italian Cup qualifying victory over... Oxford United at the Manor Ground. You didn't know. It was Austin Berkeley. The sigh of just, come on, Rich, give me a break here. Okay. (laughs) And that will follow in the next one. So, question 13. Another debutant from that win against Oxford United would later become a regular during Town's 1995-96 Division 2 Championship winning campaign before leaving for Plymouth Argyle in 1997. He eventually ended his career in Australia. Can you name that player? You said Paul Rideout. It was Wayne O'Sullivan. Question 14. Swindon were knocked out of the 1992-93 Anglo-Italian Cup qualifiers after Marcus Gale and Kevin Godfrey secured a 2-1 victory for which London side? You said Brentford. It's correct. Question 15. Which tough-tackling former FA Cup winning captain played every minute of Swindon Town's 1994-95 Anglo-Italian Cup campaign, you said Sean Taylor, it's Brian Kilcline. <coughs> Question 16. Which legendary Uruguayan centre-back, who would later go on to win four Serie A titles with Juventus, played for Atalanta at Swindon in August 1994? You didn't know, it was Paolo Montero. <coughs> Question 17. 
against which Italian club did Swindon achieve their only victory during the 1994-95 campaign? You said Bari. It was Lecce. <coughs> question 18. The game in question against Lecce finished 3-1 to town. Which town centre-forward scored a brace that evening? You said Duncan Shearer. He was long gone by then. It was Andy Much. <coughs> question 19. Who scored Town's final ever Anglo-Italian Cup goal from the penalty spot in the 1994-3-1 loss at Ascoli? You said Paul Bowden. It's another former Loaf Strangers guest, Chris Hammond. <coughs> and question 20. Which future German international scored a hat-trick for Ascoli in the 3-1 win over Swindon and a couple years later scored both of Germany's goals in the final of Euro 96? You said Rudy Voller. It was Oliver Bierhoff. Oh. <coughs> I was thinking of Oliver New- uh, Newville. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm telling you now, there was a flurry of correct answers which made it a very, very strong score. So, 9 out of 20, which I think is better than you thought it would be. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Just see how players was a bit um, short on, I think. There's two different eras of the competition as well, so it, it is tricky. And mm. that early 90s era, especially when there were qualifying rounds as well, so I'm bringing out games against Brentford, which you got right. And we're playing fringe players during that stage as well, so it makes it that little bit harder. Okay, so round two, you've gone for the 2009-2010 season. How are you feeling ahead of this one? I'm fairly confident, more confident than the last um, the last round anyway. Let's see if I break that confidence. <laughs> Let's go into round two and question one. Against which club did Town lose 5-0 on the opening day of the season? Um, I was there, it was uh, Gillingham. Question two. Who scored Swindon Town's first league goal of the season in a 1-0 win over Southampton? Is it Sean Morrison? Question three. Which former Scotland international was Swindon Town's goalkeeper coach during that season? Question four. Simon Ferry joined the club on loan alongside which Celtic teammate? Uh, Ben Hutchinson. Question five. Who knocked Swindon out of the Football League trophy that season? Goodness. Um, Was it Norwich? Question six. Danny Ward signed on loan from which side? Bolton Wanderers. Question seven. Which town favourite who signed from Sheffield Wednesday in 2007 played his 125th and final league appearance as a late sub in the 3-1 win over Yeovil Town in December 2009? Got two players in my head here. Is it Lee Peacock? Question 8. Who joined the club on loan from Portsmouth in February 2010 making four substitute appearances? Was it Matt Ritchie? Question 9. Charlie Austin scored three minutes into his full debut against which side? Uh, Carlisle United. Question 10. Which town midfielder forced a move to promotion rivals Norwich City after playing 17 games for town that season, scoring one goal? That would be Anthony McNamee. Question 11. Which lone winger 
scored twice in 11 games during that season and went on to play in Portugal with Rio Ave and in France with Socho. Goodness. Question 12. Phil Smith featured in 10 games for Swindon during the season. How many of those games ended in a penalty shootout? I think it was two. Question 13. Who ended the season as Swindon's top scorer in all competitions? Uh, Billy Painter. Question 14. Who scored Town's last gasp equaliser in the 1-1 draw against champions-elect Norwich City? Gordon Greer. Question 15. Swindon reached the FA Cup third round before being knocked out by which team? Uh, Fulham. Question 16. Which Scottish midfielder in his third season at the club played his final game for Town in the 3-2 win over Brentford? Is that Craig Easton? Question 17. Who was voted Player of the Season? Is it Scott Cuthbert? Question 18. Which former town loan player was on the receiving end of Gordon Greer's boot during the playoff semi-final second leg at Charlton, which resulted in the town captain being sent off? Goodness. Um, Was it Fraser Richardson? Question 19. Who scored Towns winning penalty in that playoff semi-final second leg at the Valley? Stephen Darby. And question 20. Which England youth international, who was an unused sub that season in the Football League Trophy and FA Cup, moved to Manchester City for a fee believed to be around £250,000 at the end of that season? Was that Alex Henshaw? Any questions? How do you feel you did? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Let's see if you are correct on that front, Joe. So, question one. You were there, you said, anyway, against which club did Town lose 5-0 on the opening day of the season? You said Ginningham. Unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> question two. Who scored Swindon's first league goal of the season in a 1-0 win over Southampton? You said Sean Morrison. You're correct. Question three. Which former Scotland international was Swindon Town's goalkeeper coach during the season? It was George Wood. Question four. Simon Ferry joined on loan alongside which Celtic teammate? You said Ben Hutchinson and you were correct. Question five. Who knocked Swindon out of the Football League trophy that season? You said Norwich City. You were correct. Question six. Danny Ward signed on loan from which side? You said Bolton Wanderers. Correct. Question seven. 
Which town favourite who signed from Sheffield Wednesday in 2007 played his 125th and final league appearance as a late sub in the 3-1 win over Yeovil Town in December 2009? You had two names in mind. What was the other name? Um, it was Craig Easton. It was Craig Easton. Well, you went with Lee Peacock. It's correct. Awesome. A nice little clap there. <laughs> Go on. Um, <laughs> next one got you thinking. Question eight. Who joined the club on loan from Portsmouth in February 2010, making four substitute appearances? You said Matt Ritchie. It's correct. I can't believe that's correct. I can't remember him playing for us that season, if I'm honest. That was the first one. That was the first loan spell, and then it all went on from there. Unless I'm wrong, of course. Please don't look it up. <laughs> Question nine. Charlie Austin scored three minutes into his full debut against which side? You said Carlisle United. Of course it was correct. Good. Question 10. Which town midfielder forced a move to promotion rivals Norwich City after playing 17 league games that season, scoring just the once? You're correct. It was Anthony McNamee. Question 11. A tricky one. Which lone winger scored twice in 11 games during the 2009-10 season and went on to play in Portugal with Rio Ave and in France with Sochaux, it was Tope Adebay. Oh, remember him more as a striker, but still wouldn't have got it. When, when I asked the question, I was like, oh, I think he was a forward then. <laughs> I think he's a winger now, but that's Wikipedia for you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> question 12. Phil Smith featured in 10 games during the season. How many of those ended in a penalty shootout? You said two. It was three. Was it Norwich, Exeter and Charlton? You are correct. Yeah, I think I forgot the uh, Norwich one. Question 13. Who ended the season as Town's top scorer in all competitions? You said Billy Painter. Correct. Question 14. Who scored Town's last gasp equaliser in a 1-1 draw against champions-elect Norwich City? One of my favourite last gasp equalisers. It was indeed Gordon Greer. Correct. I was in a pub in Newcastle that day and I was very happy. <laughs> Question 15. Swindon reached the FA Cup third round. I'll say it again because it sounds remarkable. Swindon reached the FA Cup third round before being knocked out... To which team? It was indeed, you were correct, Fulham. <laughs> FA Cup third round, imagine that. Question 16. Which Scottish midfielder in his third season at the club played his final game for town in the 3-2 win over Brentford? You said Craig Easton. Correct. <laughs> the next question, question 17. Who was voted player of the season I always go by the Adver one which is the most accessible you said Scott Cuthbert it was Jonathan Douglas oh. question 18 which former town loan player was on the receiving end of Gordon Greer's boot during the playoff semi-final second leg at Charlton and it resulted in the town captain bizarrely he says being sent off <laughs> <laughs> you Long said, kick, wasn't it? So yeah, I don't know what the ref was thinking. Play on. Um, you said Fraser Richardson, who scored a remarkably good penalty that day. Um, it was Dion Burton. Okay. Question nineteen: Who scored Towns' winning penalty in that playoff semi-final second leg at the Valley? Of course, correct, Stephen Darby. And the final question: <laughs> Question twenty. 
which England youth international, who was an unused sub that season in the Football League Trophy and FA Cup, moved to Manchester City for a fee believed to be around £250,000 at the end of that season? You said Alex Henshaw. It was correct. Your final score in that round, 15. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I would be too. Oh, it was a great season. That I think that's the best of our terrible Wembley finals. Yeah, I'd probably say so in terms of yeah, the big chance we had, um, which I ignore every day and think about every day, but, you know, <laughs> at least they sort the Wembley pitch out in the end. So. Oh, I yeah, I don't know why I brought it up. Um, <laughs> it was, again, I, I didn't. that's the one that I didn't go to, and I didn't go to because I couldn't get the time off work, and I watched it again in a pub in Newcastle and I was there with my wife the only people watching and I think I went to walk out when when the bubble happened because I was just like not today it's not happening no Um, it wasn't meant to be but I did stick around but I, I was justified in my feelings okay the next round round three or final round it's a remarkable topic Thomas DeSevi how are you feeling I'm I'm feeling very bad um it's more out of banter, really, but it won't be banter when I get zero out of 20, so... <laughs> Do you have any friends that will listen to this? Probably a few, yes. Then good luck. <laughs> <laughs> let's give this a go. So round three, let's begin. Question one. In what year was Thomas de Sevy born? Oh, yes. uh, 1979. Question two. De Sevy made his senior debut... For which now defunct French club? Not sure I can pronounce it, but is it Charoloi? Question three. He signed for Swindon, having impressed by scoring a pre-season brace against which side? That would be in Nottingham Forest. Question four. De Sevi made his World Cup debut as a 75th minute sub in Togo's 2-0 loss to France at the 2006 World Cup. Which former Real Madrid and Crystal Palace centre-forward did he replace during that game? Um, Emmanuel Adebayor. Question five. <laughs> what was De Sevi's squad number during his one season at Swindon? I haven't got his shirt, to be fair. Um, Was it 20? Question six. What is the name of Thomas's footballing father who played for Paris Saint-Germain and Tours in the 1970s? Is it Antoine? Question seven. In 2004, De won the Championnat National. In terms of the French football pyramid, what level is this? Is that the third tier? Question eight. De Sevi went to the 2002 Africa Cup of Nations and featured in all of Togo's games. How many goals did he score? I'm going to go for zero. Question nine. He made his debut for Swindon in the 2-1 loss to Brighton on the opening day. Who was his strike partner? That would be Charlie Austin, I believe. Question 10. De Sevi scored his first league goal in the 2-2 draw away against which Northern Outpost? Northern Outpost. That must be Hartlepool United. Question 11. 
In which minute did Thomas DeSebi open the scoring in the 2010 game at Dagenham? Oh, that must, I think I was there. It must have been the first minute. Question 12. Which future Wales international made their debut after replacing DeSebi during that same Dagenham and Redbridge game? Not a clue. I'm going to go for Sam Vokes. Question 13. One of Thomas DeSebi's former clubs have the unwanted accolade of being the first losing finalists of the European Cup. They lost 4-3 to Real Madrid in 1956. Name that club. Stade de Ram. Question 14. How many caps for Togo did Thomas DeSevi earn during his Swindon Town career? I'm going to go for zero. Question 15. DeSevi featured as Swindon Town were knocked out of the FA Cup second round after a replay against which non-league side? I can't remember the team, but I can remember him being offside about 100 times in that game. Was it Brentford? Question 16. What was unusual about Thomas DeSevi's 23-minute appearance in the 1-0 home loss to Carlisle in February 2011? (laughs) Um, Did he score? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Question 17. Against which club did DeSevi score his only competitive goal at the county ground? Um, Colchester United. Question 18. Who was the last manager to play DeSevi in a league fixture for Swindon? Danny Wilson. Question 19. After Swindon Town, DeSevi signed for Chonburi FC of which Asian country? That would be Thailand. And question 20. For which French harbour town, famous for a 1940 evacuation, did DeSevi end his football career? I'm very bad at French pronunciations, but is it Boulogne? A touch and shoot. Yes. You bet. You bet. 2-0 Swindon. Danny Ward. How do you think that round went? Um, not surprisingly well, I think. Um, Thomas DeSevi's Wikipedia page is very helpful. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so... <laughs> Question one then, in what year was Thomas de Sevi born? You said 1979 and Wikipedia said 1979 <laughs> is the correct answer. <laughs> Question two, de Sevi made his senior debut for which now defunct French club? You said Chalois, it was Valence. Okay. Question three, de Sevi signed for Swindon having impressed by scoring... A pre-season brace against which side? You said Nottingham Forest. Correct. I thought I'd add you on the next one. Question four. The survey made his World Cup debut as a 75th minute sub in Togo's 2-0 loss to France at the 2006 World Cup. Which former Real Madrid and Crystal Palace centre forward did he replace during that game? Yeah, it was Emmanuel Adebayor. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. What was De Sevi's squad number during his one season at Swindon? Correct. It was 20. 
Question six. What is the name of Thomas's footballing father who played for Paris Saint-Germain and Tours in the 1970s? You were correct. It was Antoine or Pierre Antoine. Question seven. In 2004, De Sevi won the Championnat National. In terms of the French football pyramid, what level is this? You said the third tier. It's correct. Oh. Be happier than that. <laughs> Question eight. De Sevi went to the 2002 Africa Cup of Nations and featured in all of Togo's games. How many goals did he score? You said... So I say zero. It's correct. <laughs> Question nine. He made his debut in the 2-1 loss to Brighton on the opening day. Who was his strike partner? You said Charlie Austin. It's correct. Question ten. Dusevi scored his first league goal in a 2-2 draw away at which Northern outpost? I was kind to you there because it gave it away. You said Hartlepool. <laughs> it was. Yeah, my geography degree helped me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Question 11. In which minute did Thomas de Servi open the scoring in the 2010 game at Dagenham and Redbridge? You said one minute. It's correct. Question 12. Which future Wales international made their debut after replacing de Servi during the same Dagenham and Redbridge game? You said Sam Vokes. kind of wish we had Sam Vokes at at any stage. They were replacing, I thought it was on the opposition. Was it Billy Bowden? It was Billy Bowden. Question 13. One of Thomas de Sevi's former clubs have the unwanted accolade of being the losing finalists of the European Cup, losing 4-3 to Real Madrid in 1956. Name that club. You said Stade You were correct. Question 14. How many caps for Togo did Thomas de Sevi earn during his Swindertown career? You said zero. It was one. He played in a 2-1 loss against Tunisia. Question 15. De Sevi featured as Swindon Town were knocked out of the FA Cup second round after a replay against which non-league side? You said Brentford. Who was it? It was... It's a league team now. Steve Evans. Oh, it was Crawley, wasn't it? it? I remember. It was a very cold Tuesday night. It was dire on on TV. I think the first game was on TV. Um, It was bad. Really, really bad. Question 16. What was unusual? (laughs) What was (laughs) unusual about Thomas de Sevi's 23-minute appearance in the 1-0 home loss to Carlisle in February 2011? You said, did he score? It would have had to have been an own goal, of course. Um, The answer was, he was a first-half sub... For Elliot Benyon, and he went off injured at halftime. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> Question 17. Against which club did De Sevi score his only competitive goal at the county ground? It was a memorable one for you because you said Colchester. It was correct. Question 18. Who was the last town manager to play De Sevi in a league fixture? You went for Danny Wilson. It was Paul Hart. Mm. Question 19. After Swindon Town, De Sevi signed for Chonburi FC of which Asian country? You said Thailand. It was correct. Question 20 was for the historians. For which French harbour town, famous for a 1940 evacuation, did De Sevi end his footballing career? You said Belong. It was Dunkirk. Oh. You got 12. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> And rightly so. I was fearing the worst 
for that round and you did ruddy marvellously. So well done. So overall, you got 9, 15 and 12. And with all those scores added up, you got 36. How do you feel, Joe? Yeah, I feel that's good. I think the honours go to you thinking of uh, 20 questions about Thomas Dossavi, but yeah. <laughs> oh, have I been saying Dossavi when it's Dossavi after all these years? I I would not have a clue the right pronunciation, but <laughs> I'm really commentators do that. <laughs> You're quite right, Joe. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for taking part. Cheers, Rich. Appreciate it. Below Strangers is an independent Swindertown fan podcast. The music was expertly created by Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by the super talented John Daglish. Thanks for listening. Swindon t-shirts. Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.